What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I have a final little passes of business, you're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're a boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. And we are going to Nana and Pop Pomp's house <laughs> this week, because we watched The Visit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I kind of love the visit, I think. I liked it. I had a fun time, dude. <laughs> I had a great ass time during this. I We both wanted to see it because I remember seeing the trailers for it. Yeah, we might have seen them in front of uh, Unfriended because we saw that in yes. theaters. And I think that the trailer for this played in front of Unfriended. So that sounds I think about way right. back then because this is a 2015 movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we... <laughs> Like, it doesn't feel like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. No, I always forget he did this, and this one was kind of a return to form, a lot of people think. That's what they say. And if not, it's either a tie between this or Split. Yeah, Split for sure. Yeah, but this I think I love Split. Yeah, this I think, because let's see, I'm looking at his filmography right now, and I think everyone agrees that, uh, obviously, you know, Sixth Sense, great. Unbreakable, I think people like. Yeah. Signs, 2002, Great. I think people like. Mm-hmm. The Village, 2004, starts to get a little divisive. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it when I saw it, but I also was, even in those days, a Shyamalan fanboy. <laughs> My boy could do no wrong, and I loved The Visit when I saw it in you theaters. The Village? Or, sorry, The Visit. Yeah, The Village, I'm sorry. Yeah. I saw The Village in theaters and loved it. I wonder how that is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2006 lady in the water i didn't never saw it it, but i think it's universally disliked and then 2008 the happening also also haven't seen it also universally disliked i believe uh last airbender he's just shitting the bed all over the place at this point uh devil did he actually direct that or just have something to do with it and then after earth what the fuck is after earth that's that will smith movie that he did with his kid it's uh will smith and jaden smith is it good no oh it's not good. So, yeah. He spent a few years shit in the bed. Uh, roughly almost a decade. I hope that ultimately he has a reputation as a, an important, cool, good filmmaker. I think filmmaker. he already does, man. I hope so. I think it's... The thing with him is it's easy to make fun of his movies and him. Because, yeah, of course, they have the twists and the... I, I'm such an idiot for that. I love it. I love a good twist. Yeah, dude, twist. everyone everyone loves a good twist. Yeah, it's and fun, those, yeah. those first few movies have great twists. And yeah, I think he yeah. just like, yeah, it became really easy to make fun of him and uh, just mock his movies as, yeah. oh, it's a twist. Like, yeah. I think that was the robot and chicken making thing. making fun of his name, which don't make fun of his name, guys. That's racist. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's racist. It's not nice. Whatever. I have to give him a lot of credit for um, being a director who's not white and his movies aren't defined by that he's not put into a corner is what i mean yeah I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to make movies about that and those kinds of experiences but there's often i think this idea in hollywood that a director who's not white has to ultimately make movies that are about race or a director that's a woman has to make movies that are about the female experience or that are empowering to it so there's kind of this pressure to be performatively you know making stories that are 
about like those experiences. Yeah, he's just making movies. He's just making whatever the fuck he wants, and I I give him a lot of credit for that. I think he's great. I do. Uh, one of our friends from college, Banu. If oh yeah. Hi, Banu. Hey, Banu. Um. He he said that every time an M Night Shyamalan movie came out, him and his whole family would go because he was an, he's an Indian director, and that was he, like the biggest deal. When yeah, okay, so the oh visit. also I do want to say this is my fun factoid I teased to you before we started recording. Uh-huh. You said that the visit was seen by many as a return to form. In fact, so much so that he uh, was nominated. For a Razzie Redeemer <gasps> Award, Whoa. an award they give out to uh, former I nominees of the Razzies. Did I didn't know that either. But for for uh, turning a corner and making good again, apparently wow. Sylvester Stallone won a Razzie Redeemer Award. Really? So did Mel Gibson for fucking Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge is great. Hacksaw Ridge is very good. But <laughs> well, like, we don't, need we don't yeah, we don't need to tell him that to his face. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't need to make him feel good about it. I think they also gave it in 2017 to Hollywood as a whole for, mm. like, calling itself out, which, like, uh, still a lot of work to do, guys. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Maybe not, hold off on the award. Yeah, let's that's not that's the Obama that Nobel Prize. Yeah, it is. Yeah. God, that was right when he became president. Yeah. Even he was like, uh, you yeah. guys sure? <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about The Visit. The Visit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I didn't realize that it was a found footage movie. I didn't either. That it was I all found no footage. no idea it was a found footage thing. And as with all found footage movies, yeah, you know, you got to do some things with the whole, like, excuse for recording it all. In this case, it's, I mean, if you don't know the story, it's just these two teenagers, uh, older sister, Olivia DeJong. I don't know Is if I'm saying that right. DeYoung? DeYoung, maybe. Fucking awesome. Yeah. And Ed Oxenbold, also great. Both of them would go on to be in Better Watch Out. 2017 movie, one of the best movies. It's really good. It's so good. And it's weird how much farther apart in age they look in Better Watch Out. Which is only two years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because here I think uh, when they filmed it, they were 16 and 13. Uh, and then in Better Watch Out, she's like 18, 19, and she looks like a like much more she like looks, an adult. Yeah, whereas in this does. movie, she looks like a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also looks pretty older. But I highly recommend Better Watch Out. That's a really, really good one. Don't spoil yourself going into it. Nope. But yeah, it's great that these two got to reunite for that movie mm-hmm. where here they're playing siblings. They're both fucking great. Speaking of spoilers, I oh, will God. I will no leave names. no names to protect the not so innocent. But we were at a bar over the weekend with some friends and we mentioned, oh, after we leave, we're going to go home and watch The Visit. In mere hours, we are going to go watch yeah. The Visit, which we have never seen before. And immediately... One of our friends just goes, oh, the visit. That's the one where, and then just said the end of the movie. <laughs> and everyone, I think it was, there was just kind of a beat. And then everyone went, wow. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, and people, uh, when I when I commented on us being minorly spoiled for me during our review, there were some people being like, why do you care about spoilers? Because, man, I want to see the movie the way it was intended to yeah, be seen. Yeah, come on. And it's cool if you're fine with spoilers. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking however you want to experience the movie, but filmmakers mm-hmm. and writers set out to make an experience, a journey of this storytelling. And I want to be in the seat the whole time, not looking ahead or running ahead on the tracks, man. Mm-hmm. So especially with this movie... Yeah. It sucked to have that twist. <laughs> it did. 
I'll be so. I was like, maybe it won't matter so much. No, it's like the crux of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. We were still able to enjoy the movie. Oh my god! I yeah. But I can't help but wonder how my mind would have been blown had we not known it. Yeah. You know. Whatever. There's bigger other things to be upset about. <laughs> yeah, that's damn true. <laughs> uh, also in the cast is Deanna Dunnigan and Peter McRobbie yeah. as the grandparents. Fucking awesome. They're fucking so awesome. Good. They're so Peter great. Peter McRobbie. And this is, he, he it was driving me nuts. He looked so familiar to me this whole movie. And I'm looking up his filmography and I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's not like stuff I've seen, but not anything where it, it hit. Like, oh, that's where I know him from. But then I saw he was in The American Astronaut, which if you've never, it, that it is such a deep pull. But that movie's super cool. It's a low-budget sci-fi musical. Every day you and everywhere, yes! Yes, and don't you know that I love it so? When was that movie from? 2001, but I okay. saw it in Ann Arbor at the State Theater. They brought it around for some screening, and oh, it's a fun time. Big recommend for, like, like super indie so he would have been uh, uh, in his 60s then because they're both in their 70s here. Okay. Which, uh, especially Deanna Dunnigan, who's a couple years older than Peter yeah. McRobbie. She's 74, I believe, when they filmed this. Does she have a stunt double for I this? think probably for the, the, the scene when she's naked scratching at the wall. Okay, That's yeah. probably a double. Uh, and maybe some of the more physical things. But like a lot of the stuff that she does in this movie... I'm impressed that a 74-year-old woman does it. She has a very and I like I said when we were oh watching. Oh my god, yeah, we She's kind of hot. There were there was a moment. I have it written down in my notes the exact moment where both of us admitted to each other that we think Nan and Pop Pop are hot. They're kind of hot, man. They're kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. Shows a little butt cheek there. Yeah, yeah, we get to see Nana's ass hanging out. <laughs> yeah, and I think that first time it would just be her because it's just her walking goes, away. This movie goes places. Yeah. Like, uh, also, Deanna Dunnigan was a nun in uh, Fox's The Exorcist, one of the greatest horror television shows I of all time. Yeah, she was like the head nun, and she was fucking dope in that. And that was only a few years after this, but uh, I mean, The Habit probably also. God, everyone in that show is hot. Yeah. Well, I mean, by then she's like late seventies, and Who so cares? <laughs> she, like it's not like she just becomes not hot all of a sudden. It's not that much later than this. And then, how do you know Catherine Hahn? The uh, the I, I know. Her. I mean, she's kids? in a lot of stuff, but I know her from Step Brothers. Oh, okay, <laughs> she's oh, she's, is she singing with Adam Scott in the car? Yeah. Okay. Flat, flat, so flat. Is she the one who's like she, has? She's sex fucking John C. Riley, and it's like right in front of the yeah. Gym. That's yeah, when that yeah. movie lost me. Yeah, sure. I was not won over by that movie. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I know you love it. I do love it. Me and my sister got my mom a Boats and Hose t-shirt for Mother's Day <laughs> once, and she fucking loved it. You know what? Maybe one day we'll go to the Catalina Wine Mixer. God. I'm just excited to to go on the journey of this movie again, because it really... <laughs> the end of this takes... Eh, There's I, a lot of crazy shit going on in this movie, man. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. We begin the movie. There's it's an interview with a with Catherine Hahn, who we later learn is the mom of the two main characters, the two kids in this, and she's talking about how she was married and her husband left her. She married really young. She kind of has this whole whole Yeah, she sad had two kids backstory. with them, the two kids, yeah. and then her husband left because he met someone in a Starbucks. Yes. That sucks. Yeah, it does. 
And apparently her parents, who are our Nana and Pop Pop, they never liked him, which makes sense because I think she was 19 or something. And he I, was... I read, uh, I didn't catch this in the movie, but I read that it was her high school teacher. Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. I, like I was that Nana either, and yeah. Pop Pop. Yeah. It's weird. Week I left things escalated. Parents cursed at me, which was like crazy unusual. And it ended one afternoon very badly. I left at 19, haven't spoken to my parents in 15 years. I think they only reached out once she had her kids because they wanted to meet their grandkids. Then the 15 year old, our, oh shit, I didn't write her name down. I just have sister and brother. Olivia DeYoung. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget what her character's name is as we'll well. We'll see. I mean, we'll call them sister and. <laughs> T Diamond Stylus. We'll explain. Well, it's definitely T Diamond Stylus. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it's Becca is the Becca. Olivia's character. So, so Becca's making a documentary about her mom, and it reminded me so much of the Halloween podcasters for some reason. I love just. I I want to make a list of the most annoying vloggers slash documentary makers in cinematic history. Oh, that'd be a good list. Mm-hmm. I especially make like... a little IMDb listicle. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm rewatching Game of Thrones in anticipation of that last season, and the podcaster from Halloween 2018 is there. That's right, he's, as, he's uh, Sir Hugh of the Veil. Hugh vale of the Veil, R.I.P. Neck cut open by the mountain that rides. Yeah, and if that was season one, that's yes. like the third episode. Uh, it's early on. It's yeah. so early. Poor Sansa just watches that happen. <laughs> Fuck, I love Game of Thrones. All right. <laughs> She's got a nice camera, by the way. I think we have a Canon 5D. Oh, yeah. She's using the camera that I use for kill counts. Yeah, it's a nice camera. Yep. I also was glad to, because it doesn't look like they filmed this movie on a 5D, which I'm fine with. I'm, it looks like it's filmed with just whatever film. Like, it it looks like a movie. That's why I didn't realize it was a found footage, which, you know what? I'm fine with that. Yeah, this was a found footage movie where I didn't, I was less uh, uh, focused on the like reality of it because mm-hmm. I think with some found footage movies, if they looked like film like this does, uh, or looked not like film, but like more like a, a big budget movie, I'd complain. But for this, it just feels fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't need the the camera look for this. Yeah, and they I, I was bothered by a few times they did dissolves. In this movie, they why? did dissolve because it's like, why would that be there? Because not... it's a 15 year old making a documentary. I guess. I guess if you want to put it that way. We're supposed to be watching her movie. Sure. Okay. Because there is a disclaimer at the end that's like, my brother made me put this in here. That's right. Okay. So, and 15 year old alert. who's obsessed with cinema and uses the phrases mise en scène and denouement is going to have. A th- hey, I'm surprised was, there's not. It was T Diamond who said mise en scène. That's right. She must have used it around him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he learned it from watching you. <laughs> so apparently the brother is, ever since the dad left, he's had, he's, he has kind of a fixation on germs, which isn't explored a ton. It's not. But and it kind of comes up. It's mentioned. It's mentioned and then brought up a couple of times and then used in the end. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> That when scene. this movie turns into solo for like a few minutes, I wish his uh, OCD had been used a little bit. Yeah, same. More, but whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's uh, obsessed with germs, and he has a um, 
Oh, he's a rapper. He's an aspiring rapper. Girl, I'm chilling again. I'm feeling again. I'm like Iron Man and Batman. I'm a hero again. Oh, you think I'm little, but last month I grew an inch and a quarter again. You think you're too good for me, but that's really a joke. Cause see, that doesn't bother me cause I'm not a sensitive bloke. They sound like a Will Smith late 90s song. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. I love it. Yeah. Ladies, ladies, that kind of... <laughs> It's it's got a weird flow. I'm not a I'm not deep in the rap scene. I I'm don't not know even gonna try is. and talk about what kind of rap he's doing. It it feels to me like his verses are just barely hanging on to the rhythm and the rhyme structure, and that they're about to like teeter off at any minute. But then he brings it back at the last second. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's trying. He's trying, <laughs> and you know what? It's probably accurate as to what a 13 year old kid. Would sound like trying to freestyle. Yeah, and that's why his name is T-Diamond Stylus. Yep. That's his rap name, and we're calling him that this whole episode. Yeah, I think it's what, Tyler is his actual name? I don't even remember. My (laughs) notes just say T-Diamond Stylus, or just T-Diamond if I got lazy. (laughs) (laughs) They So Nana and Pom Pom pick them up from the train station and they drive them back to their place it's a nice place Mm -hmm. the mom made it sound like she grew up in a barn (laughs) she keeps talking about i grew up on the farm in the farmhouse and no this is a nice i mean i guess it's a farm but it's i guess technically it's a farm it looks like a farmer for that it reminds me of um of uh john mccain's house and or not john mccain um dick cheney's house and vice they ask t-diamond why his pants are so low and he spits out some verses for them oh gosh pop pop loves it pop pop loves it nana doesn't quite understand what rap (laughs) is they have to explain it to her and t-diamond is like here just give me give me a word any word and i'll I'll do a rap about it and it turns into a weird improv show it's like i need one one word suggestion suggestion. Uh, upside down pineapple cake i heard upside down pineapple cake thank you nana let me rap about tall girls and hoes and upside down pineapple. all all of his raps involve verses about tall girls Uh which is funny because yeah he seems like a little guy also uh what's what's this guy's name what's this kid's name uh t diamond uh, ed oxenbold hey bud i had the same hair as you so uh look forward to this this is what you're going to be working with in uh about 20 years uh we got big foreheads but you can make it work man it's cool because i'm looking at that kid i'm like he looks like he does like bee. he looks like pictures of you i've seen it yeah, yeah big he- big forehead straight hair like coming down I, but you can make it work look. kid yeah i like it <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pop Pop, after this rap is done, comes in and is like, whoa, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. I fucking love Pop Pop. Oh, my God. Pop Pop is so much fun. Dude, he has a few great lines when he's <laughs> that just are very abrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you wrote one down here where he's like, you guys are great kids. This is going to be a great week. By the way, there's mold in the basement. You guys are good kids. This is going to be a great week. By the way, there's mold in the basement. We don't want you guys to get sick. There's also uh, one lane where he's like, because uh, he says not to, their bedtime is 9.30 and not to leave the room after 9.30. And he's like, Becca, T-Diamond Stylus, we're old people. We go to bed early. <laughs> but just the matter of fact way that he's he says He's so it, funny. It's fucking great. He's so funny. Yeah, I saw this was described as a horror comedy. Which, it didn't strike me as what I would describe as a horror comedy. It's kind of like Scream. Although yeah, I wouldn't say it's no scream. I think is scream horror you would comedy. Call a horror comedy. Yeah, I don't know if I would. I think it's just a funny 
horror movie. Interesting. What do you like classify a as a horror comedy? Tucker and Dale. Sure. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, okay. Those have a more like, I don't know, outward uh, uh, aim to be comedic. And so does Scream, I guess. But still, it's just, I don't know. There's some kind of weird dividing line there for I me. I mean, I wouldn't describe this as a comedy but it's really funny well apparently it went through a couple was, of different edits i was reading that too yeah, yeah. Shyamalan said that his first edit i would love to was see like an art house edit i would love to version see the art house and then the second was this. like a strict comedy and yeah. then he found a good balance i think it's a good balance yeah same because yeah we were laughing a bunch mm-hmm. but it's also got some uh good creepy moments coming up soon yeah there's some good scares in this good atmosphere i it's a fun movie i i wish it was maybe talked about a bit more but i remember when it came out it got good reviews it did it kind of came and went i feel like it got some positive and then you know it just got eclipsed by a split i think they see they look out the window and they see pop pop by the shed in the back acting kind of weird so that's interesting they Skype with mom for a little bit and she's all weird about the fact that her kids are with her grandparents and, but she's having fun. on. She's her, having a blast. Her cruise. Yeah. Yeah. And pop pop says apparently Nana hasn't been this happy in years. Oh, now that nice. the kids are here. And yeah. nah. Becca, T diamond stylus. We're old people. Bedtime here is nine 30. Early bedtime, and I know when I try and go to bed early, and this happened to me last night, I get hungry in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And so they they think, okay, I'm going to – I think the sister, Becca, wants to get up and get some cookies from downstairs, and they did look like really good cookies. Oh, but <laughs> the same scene, she's editing her movie, and she's putting in music, and – T Diamond is is like, oh, it's it's really emotional music. And the sister just turns to him and goes, I hate sappy movies. I find them torturous. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just want to say that I bet there are plenty of people who found her annoying. No, she's perfect. Well, that's the thing, though. I think she's supposed to be she film student is. type she's annoying. A film. She's me. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's me when I'm that age. I'm the worst. Like, yeah. All film students are the worst. Because All we films, just. We are. We're the, we, we're the worst. For real. As we learn the, the art. Especially and the, a young burgeoning <laughs> cinephile. Mm-hmm. Before you go to film school and meet other people, you just have to be insufferable alone. Yeah. I. Oh, I so get it. Yeah. I still feel that way about if, sappy If you're a movies, teenage though. like film student right now listening to this, you're probably the worst. But don't worry. You'll grow out <laughs> of it, hopefully. You know? Becca does go downstairs to get some cookies and she's at the top of the stairs and she just sees Nana standing there. And then she throws like a fire hose. It's just projectile vomit, like just watery vomit. (laughs) And that's when I know I love this shit. I love this movie because what the fuck (laughs) it is so great. I write. Yeah. I didn't even notice in my notes. I just wrote this movie rules (laughs) next to that part. Yeah, she's just like a little puke fountain. Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, they the kids ask Pop-Pop, hey, what the fuck? And Pop-Pop says, oh, Nana had a stomach flu, and she's fine. Like, whatever, dude. You can just admit that Nana parties hard. You don't <laughs> got to make, oh, she's sick. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, so they start playing around underneath the porch. Oh, they're like, I guess mom, mom used, to do, used to do that. I don't care. That's disgusting. They're, it's it's It looks like building foundation is what they're I didn't realize it was under the porch because I missed that's where they were because it kind of cuts and they're just under there crawling around. It's just a crawl space. 
all I could think about were all the spiders and Ooh. oh, it's so gross. I'd play it around down there, whatever. Especially if I were a kid, I'd be down there all the time. Uh, Fuck uh, it. Uh. So they're they're running around under there and they kind of are playing hide and seek. So they split up and Nana zooms by in the background of a shot. And I actually yelped and said, what the fuck? Yeah, she's just, this grandma's galloping around underneath the house. She's like a spider lady just crawling around under there. And she's giggling and chasing them. It's so great. I love it. Oh, my God. It's creepy, dude. Nana's so scary. And then she, they all all get out from under the porch and the kids (laughs) are clearly rattled. And I'm just thinking like, wow, Nana, that was fucked up. But Nana just stands up and laughs and she she brushes off her hands and goes i'm making chicken pot pie and then she turns around and her skirt is like like it's like stuck in her underwear on accident yeah. so anna or anna nana's ass is just hanging just out a little bit of nana butt cheek <laughs> it's just this movie's already gone so many weird places and i love it so yeah much. she was just crawling around being like i'm gonna get you tyler i'm gonna get you like it's great yeah i love it and then she's got her ass cheeks hanging out. Mm-hmm. 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 There's a guy named Dr. Sam who knocks on the door. And oh. I only mention him because he he says Nana and Papa, they haven't been by the hospital lately because they usually volunteer. Tell them I stopped by. They were supposed to volunteer a few days ago. I tried calling. I just want to make sure everything was okay. So just an important, you know, put that away for... Yeah, they work at the hospital. Later. Yes. T-Diamond Stylus is dying to investigate that shed because grandpa keeps lurking by it. He's kind of lingering there and he goes in and immediately says, it smells like ass in here. And I'm thinking, Oh, there's bodies in here. And I I thought that before he said it smelled bad. I'm like, cool, we're going to find a bunch of bodies, but no, because this movie rules and keeps just subverting my expectations. It's not bodies. It's a pile of poopy diapers piled up on a table. And yep, that was the, that was the worst thing I think they could have found. The poopy diaper shed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was the least expected worst thing. They could have found because I was so disgusted. It made me, it made my stomach turn a little bit. So yeah, and obviously T Diamond, who has a problem with germs, did not like this. Ooh, does not want to be in the And Nana just tells him Pop Pop has uh, incontinence. Yeah, Pop Pop. And he's ashamed of it. Shits his pants. Yep. And he apparently, and I'm this process, he apparently, he keeps his poopy diapers in the shed. And once there's too many of them, he burns them all in a field. That would smell so bad. That'd smell bad. real bad. And probably a lot of stuff in those diapers you shouldn't be burning. Right. Don't they have like plastic parts to them? Yeah. I don't know diapers. Those aren't reusable diapers. They're just nasty plastic. Yeah. Oh, God. That would smell so bad. <laughs> hey, guys. I want to talk about our sponsor this week, ExpressVPN. And ExpressVPN encrypts your data while you're browsing online, which is very important for someone like me where my job is all online. That's true. And I get very scared about my stuff being stolen, my my information, because the internet's scary. The internet's scary, dude. We saw Unfriended Dark Web, mm-hmm. but ExpressVPN makes it easy, which is good because I get very intimidated by stuff like this, just techie stuff. But this is like, 
it's one click and you have ExpressVPN set up, which is nice. That is nice because, yeah, I think data encryption, even just that phrase, data encryption. It sounds complicated. It does. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's super easy and it's cheap too. It sounds like this might be something fancy that would be really expensive to have, but it's not. It's less than seven bucks a month to nice. get the same, the same thing I have with ExpressVPN, which oh. is nice. Yeah, because I mean, especially because, yeah, when you're out and about on your phone, you're probably connecting to all these public we Wi-Fi. Weird Wi-Fi. You know? And because, yeah. like, you want you want that fast air. You want you, want you don't want to watch... get that text that says, hey, you used all your data and it's yeah. like the fifth of the month. Also, just because trust is a big thing. And can we trust ExpressVPN? Yeah, we can because it's the number one VPN service as rated by Tech Radar, and it comes with a money back guarantee, 30 days. So you can get your money back if you don't like it. So if you want to protect your online activity today, which you should, because it's important, you can also get three months free. We all like free stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to expressvpn.com slash deadmeat. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash deadmeat, like the channel, for three months free with a one-year package. So again, expressvpn.com slash deadmeat. So the kids want to explore where their mom grew up. And (laughs) they go with their pop-up and they're driving around and they're playing this game where they're driving by buildings and they're making up the lives of the people who live in them. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Sansa and Shay. Oh did yeah, this. they do that with the boat. Yeah, and yeah. and Shay ruins it just like Pop Pop does here because Sansa's like, "What do you think is on that boat?" And she's like, "Spicer's going to Volantis. How do you know? Because I was on a ship once and it looked like that." Like, and no, was- <laughs> you're supposed to play the game. You have to make something up, and that's what exactly what Pop Pop does. He just points at a building and is like, "Oh no, that's that's actually uh where blah blah blah." Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pop Pop. So they get out of the car and they are they're videoing the mom's high school where she used to hang out in front of the sun and probably smoke weed and (laughs) they're they're taping and pop pop says there's a guy staring at us across the street and they turn around and it's just a dude he's not looking at him he's just standing there and so they say no he's no he's not he's just standing there we don't know him he's and then pop pop Runs across the street. He's following me. Beating on him, man. Beats the shit out of this dude, and it's so great. <laughs> they have to pull Pop Pop off, and then he realizes, "Oh, I'm sorry." He just, he, I'm he, confused. He's confused and old, but it's awesome. Pop Pop beat that guy up so bad. Yeah, that night they're in their room and they hear uh, creaking outside the door. Yeah, and we, I think this is the first time we get the camera set up at night. Okay. And it was kind of giving me paranormal activity vibes. Mm -hmm. I wonder if maybe that also was the reason they decided not to make it found footage, because it would have felt a little... You mean like found footage, like quality, or... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's still found footage, but Mm -hmm. not, because that would be very reminiscent of paranormal activity then but yeah but we hear some noises which we also just heard here that was crazy our window just shook it's creepy it's nana (laughs) yeah like you even you were like it's gonna be naked nana and they opened the door i joked oh it's gonna be naked nana outside but then she opens the door and it's naked Naked nana Nana. scratching at further Uh, solidifying how much i love this 
crazy ass movie. Yep. Yeah, she's scratching the walls. And so then again, as is tradition now, the next day they ask Pop Up, hey, what the fuck? And Pop Up says, look, she she's, I wasn't totally honest with you guys, but when she was sick, she has a, a disorder sundowning which is a real thing and which was the original title of this movie. yeah it was gonna be sundowning. called sundowning and that's uh people in like mid-stage dementia or yeah. alzheimer's uh they're affected by like circadian rhythms and mm-hmm. when evening comes or nighttime comes they you know their conditions worsen mm-hmm. which is terrifying yeah yeah i wonder if that um historically has ever played into myths about werewolves or things like that where back in you know honestly up till pretty recently we didn't know what this was or why you know what was causing it or witches i wonder if that has you know because it's amazing how often it's just real life diseases that people we don't have an explanation for them and that's where we get monsters from yeah i will say that i kind of had a working theory while watching this that Mm. pop-op and nana were actually fully there and just playing just fucking with them yeah because pop-op has a lot of lines about oh we're old like he says that a lot like oh old people like us we're old and i kind of expected it half wanted it to be a thing in the end where it was like yeah you you thought we were like this because we're old because society doesn't value elderly and they like write them off as crazy and like they're just uh, fucking with and they're just fucking with them and they're like yeah crazy uh not not but like in, in more of a psychopathic sense like a sadistic sense yeah uh it didn't turn out that way that's fine that's fine they ended up okay, actually being you know having some uh mental issues going on yeah I just, I just for once wanted it to not be crazy people are the scary thing. I do want to talk about that because mm-hmm. I had that exact thought. So I, spoilers. I don't know why I bother saying spoilers and we're going to spoil it anyway. And hey, you're listening to this without watching the movie. So yeah, yeah in the end, it's, it's, it's mental illness and it's genuinely they are escaped psychiatric patients from mm-hmm. a mental hospital. They are not nana pop yeah that was what was spoiled that for was us. what was spoiled for us oh, oh the one where they're not actually the grandparents just beat oh my god <laughs> 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 and then <laughs> the best was that split second everyone going wow dude and then him his face just like <gasps> i could see his, i could see him realize what he'd done and it was so funny and I, i'll appreciate uh zoran who was with us uh my editor zoran was like you know i i saw that movie i can't even remember if that's the actual twist but i <laughs> but i could tell in the in the moment as he was saying it, i was like that's just him trying you're to You're lying. You're trying to make us feel better. Yeah, you're just trying to It was to... very sweet, but <laughs> Thank you. We saw it through that. That was like a like we're two little kids who maybe found out Santa's not real and the one parent is like, "No, no, no. It's because in the making up some crazy reason as but to it's, it's yeah, too late. We, we know. The kids know. We know. <laughs> oh yeah, well when when Pop-Pop says that she has sundowning, he is also getting dressed in like a tux <laughs> and is like, "Well, by the way, I'm off to the costume party on the train." <laughs> and that and that was the thing uh to further go along with my theory is she's like is Becca is like, "Wait, what?" and he immediately is like, Oh, oh, this isn't right, is it? And he yeah. like stops. And so I was like, oh, they're just fucking with them, aren't they? Yeah. Wasn't the case. That's I okay. love that, though. Just <laughs> yeah, this just whole like. Party. So she has dementia and blah, 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 blah. 
well, I'm off to the costume party. Yeah. yeah. And so Nana is like, no, Pop-Pop has I problems. I love, too, that after we realize they both have mental issues, this is where in my notes I wrote that we admitted to each other that Nana and Pop-Pop are hot. Not earlier. This is after we have seen one of them projectile vomit and we found out the other one keeps all their poopy diapers well, in the shed. Well, they keep showing Nana's ass. What am I supposed to do? It's a nice do? ass. It's a nice ass. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently Nana spilled something on Becca's laptop so the camera doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shrewd move. Interesting. I think she said it was oven cleaner. Something like that. But yeah, it messes up the camera so that when they're Skyping with their mom, uh, mom can't see them. But they can see mom who is partying. She partying on a cruise. is on her way to a hairy chest contest. That's right. Which I love. With like I'm... Miguel, is that the name Miguel, of the guy yeah. she's with? Yeah. I'm really happy for mom. She's having a great time. Even even T Diamond's like, she's happier without us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hairy chest competition's about to begin. I can hear the cougars clapping. Becca asks Nana about her relationship with the mom because that's kind of why they're you know that was a big reason why they wanted to come visit was to have the grandparents talking on film about their mom and And what happened and what happened what happened she doesn't yeah the the kids don't know what happened when mom left and they became estranged so nana doesn't respond she just says nothing and then asks would you mind getting inside the oven to clean it which was in all the trailers yeah that's the only thing i remember i remember that sold me i thought oh it's Mm -hmm. so great it's also kind of hansel and gretel-esque yes people said this is like a modern take on hansel and gretel yeah yeah yeah, for sure because yep brother and sister and i would say the camera and the footage is the equivalent of the breadcrumbs a little bit (laughs) Ooh, chelsea with the fairy tale analysis oh yeah yeah that should be your thing another fairy tale analysis Mm -hmm. i mean there's a reason i know it sucks i know a lot of people who took college courses on on fairy tales and there's this whole system for organizing fairy tales that i think is so interesting because they they're stories that and i think this is why you can look at even modern movies and maybe trace parts of these stories to fairy tales is because these the structures of those stories are so ubiquitous that there is like a numbered catalog of the types of fairy tales that there are oh interesting yeah so i think maybe that's often why even unintentionally you can make those analyses with stuff Hmm. this is when nana does an interview this is when she has her hair up in the rollers and looks incredible and to kind of get nana warmed up becca asks okay if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? And Nana says she'd be a grizzly bear. <laughs> which she kind of was running around like a grizzly bear a yeah, little she bit. Was. <laughs> then, so after asking Nana how she met Pop Pop, she asks what happened on the day mom left. And that's when Nana freaks out. She, I don't remember if she starts hitting herself here, but it's it's this big freak out. And she says, no more questions about Loretta Jameson, who is the, the mom. So mm-hmm. Becca's like, okay, we're done. <laughs> So it's after 10 p.m. again. They hear more scratching. And this time when they open the door, Nana's running around, not naked this time, but nope. she's running around just back and forth past the door really, yeah, really fast. Yeah, with her hands behind her back. It's, it's like the Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they go on an outdoor walk the next day and Nana and Pop-Pop are walking kind of ahead of them down this 
nature trail and when they get out of sight they're far away enough and the brother which i think this was very reckless starts imitating nana and is like hey becca guess who i am and starts doing the naruto run back and forth and becca's like dude fucking stop and that's when they realize they see nana and she's just staring into this well mm-hmm. then the sister interviews the brother t nyman stylus apologies <laughs> about their dad and this is when t diamond starts telling a story about football and becca's like all right like how is this related but then he says it's it was this game he was playing when he was i think i forget how he old said he was 10 10 okay i was 13 he yeah. and i guess he just freezes up on the field and so all the players are running past him and basically the game is just happening around him and the crowd is yelling at him and I guess the dad left, if not the next day, pretty soon after. And so he, you know, it's, it's such a little kid thing to do. He blames himself. Yeah. And kind of, I think because he associates this moment with his dad leaving, has this weird idea in his head that that's why their dad left. And Yeah. I, I don't know. These interviews that they do to each other, I, I didn't really care for. They're like the least interesting part of the movie to me. And I get- will say, though, the way that this plays off. Yeah, because in the end, because he's like frozen uh, for when Pop-Op does his thing. But then. But then like charges Pop-Op. Yeah, I know. It it has a payoff. I know. But in the moment, I was like, I'm sick of this story about peewee football. Sure. Uh, I I feel the same way. mm -hmm. I'm willing to forgive it just because of the payoff. The payoff, sure. Because it was. (laughs) And same thing with when he then turns the camera around on her a little later on and interviews her. Oh, I liked that. I thought that was. Well, it's better because yeah. uh, uh, Olivia DeYoung is just so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's talking to her about why she never looks at herself in the mirror. Yeah. And Apparently, even when she's getting ready, she kind of looks down and doesn't look at herself. And he basically calls her out and says, you can't stand yourself. And then that's when we, we cut to a shot of her crying and she's crying about their dad leaving and she says i i refuse to use any footage with dad in it yeah she doesn't want to forgive him yeah exactly so later they uh the brother sees nana just standing and staring at him from downstairs nana is is pop-up is still creepy too but nana is so much more actively creepy oh for sure and i think pop i wonder if that's to almost make pop-pop feel a bit safer than nana Hmm. so that you maybe have this this feeling of hope like maybe pop pop can help us out maybe he maybe we feel a bit comforted when he's on screen too which we learn is very wrong (laughs) yeah oh this is when the brother says (laughs) that he wants to investigate the basement and says the grandparents are throwing shade i forget what the context of this was it's not right though but it's not correct it's not correct most people don't use that correctly, I don't think. Because isn't it, it's not just insulting, it's, not just an insult. it's like a backhanded compliment. Yes. Right? That like, I think the best example is when I think someone asking, I might have this wrong. I think it was someone asking Aretha Franklin what her opinion on Taylor Swift was. And she just kind of goes, she, she has beautiful gowns. That is like bad shade to me. Okay. Because that's so backhanded. And I love me and Ross always say beautiful counts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then that's why I remember, oh yeah, an adult just wrote this. Yeah. yeah. Throwing shade. I don't yeah. know what the fuck. 
There's a lady named Stacy who stops by. They were supposed to stop by on Saturday, but they never showed. I know Miss Jameson hadn't been feeling herself, so I thought I'd just stop by, check in on them. Becca's following Nana and Pop Pop around to get B-roll for montages, which yeah, I love. I need to get that B-roll. Get that B-roll. And this is when she gets some great B-roll of Nana rocking back and forth in a rocking chair. And she's laughing at the wall. <laughs> she's facing the wall and just laughing at nothing. I heard you laughing. I have the deep darkies. She's in a dark place. Yeah, because she ends up Deep. wrapping her shawl she tries around her to, face. Yeah, and... she tries to pull her shawl super tight around her head. And she says, you have to laugh to keep the deep darkies in a cave. Mm -hmm. And so Becca's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Pop-Pop I'm going to go barn. find Pop-Pop. And... <laughs> and he's got a gun in his mouth. Yeah. I remember this from the trailer, too. Oh, he had it in his mouth? Yeah. Oh, I was writing. I didn't notice he had it in his no, mouth. No, she walks around the corner and he has it in his mouth. And then he sees her and, and puts his uh, oh, head up and is like, I, I was just cleaning it. That's why he says that. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice he had it in his mouth. No, he I thought it was it just creepy mouth. that he had a gun and no. was basically pointing it at his face. I don't think you're supposed to clean a gun like that. No, <laughs> that probably seems not. Really dangerous. We're not gun people, but I think you don't. Clean I think it. you don't aim it at your face. Yeah, when you're cleaning it <laughs> yeah. or at any point in time. <laughs> so this is when the sister, who previously was opposed to the idea of putting hidden cameras around the house, is so weirded out at this point that she says, "All right, we're setting up mm -hmm. hidden cameras." So she put some in the living room i think one upstairs and but that night they i mean whenever they end up looking at the footage uh they see that nana like it's a good scare it is i oh, i was waiting for yeah, it it's but a it's telegraph scare but it's still good because it's it's like the the living room camera in the corner and nana walks by it and then you hear footsteps like kind of disappear and then she pops up in front of the camera yeah like, scaring the camera and then she takes the camera and grabs a knife from the kitchen and like tries to get into their bedroom. Mm -hmm. She's like slamming yeah, the door. Yeah, she sets the camera down on the floor. So we just see Nana with this knife trying to get into the kids' room. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. And when they see that footage, they're like, oh. But Becca still needs them. She needs to get Nana and Pop Pop to deliver mom the elixir, quote unquote. We yeah, this, don't this... quite know what that means. Yeah, it's the first time she's said it. Yeah. So it's kind of late to introduce that. But... Yeah, even <laughs> the brother, T Diamond is confused <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. Then we interview grandpa and he says that he worked in a factory at night and he saw this a white thing running around the factory With at night eyes. it sounds creepy it does yeah it's it's kind of a thing too far for me i don't get it just seems like a random thing thrown onto the heap of weirdness mm -hmm. going on in this movie and i know later he's like it was real yeah but i don't know especially since the grandma has her own kind of fantasy world too so it's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not totally bothered by it, but I'm like, okay, we know that they're weird. Then they see Nana and Pop Pop arguing outside with Stacy. They see, they see the grandparents be like, here, come with us to the back. Yeah. And they watch as Stacy goes with them to the backyard. And then they comment a little bit later that they never saw Stacy leave. They never Stacey saw Stacy leave. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. Nana says okay to one last interview, and she says that she knows a story about water. And she tells a story about a pond that has little creatures in it, 
and the creatures are from another planet. No one knows about it, but the creatures spit into the pond all day and the spit makes you sleep. And if you go into the water, you fall into a deep sleep. And apparently the creatures have a lot of people at the bottom of the pond and they're storing them and they're taking people back to their planet one day. And then grandma says, that's a made up story. But they do have antennas, though. <laughs> I forget what she said the planet was called. I didn't have time to write it down. Yeah, it had a name. They are going to take them back to their planet of Sinmorphitalia one day. Micah says, cool. Can we talk about mom? <laughs> and Nana still doesn't want to. She starts freaking out, hitting herself. And then Nana, uh, Becca has to phrase it like a... a hypothetical story like to what get... if what if you knew a girl yeah. whose husband left her after yeah. she had two kids yeah, yeah so she phrases the whole thing as a hypothetical and says what would you say to that girl and anna says i would forgive her and we learned that's the elixir quote-unquote that becca wanted to get on film yeah she mom. wanted to get her mom's mom on film saying that she forgives her daughter so that mm -hmm. her mom could like come to terms and yeah find peace with this whole thing that's the only reason they're still here yeah. after that whole knife affair time to get the fuck skype mom yep. she's home from her cruise yeah they hey they're like hey can you come get us now mm -hmm. asap and mom's like oh it would you know how long it would take to for me to drive there and they uh they say no nana and pop up are acting really weird and they they point the camera because they they cleaned off the oven cleaners now the camera's working again and they point the camera towards nana and pop up who are outside and then that's when the mom says okay i need you guys to listen to me very carefully like sit down i just i just i need to tell you something that's not nana and pop pop yeah where are nana and pop pop and so They've been staying with two strangers this entire time. Which, which is a great twist. It's a pretty good twist. <laughs> they call the police department and apparently there's only one police officer in town because it's such small a small town. town. And he, yeah, they get his voice. <laughs> <laughs> we see a picture of Nana and Pop Pop with two other old people who we then understand are the real Nana and Pop Pop. And Nana wants help cleaning the oven again. And so Becca goes along with it because they're just trying to keep it cool until mom gets here. Mm -hmm. And so Becca crawls in the oven and she shuts it as a, as a fun joke, I guess. And then she opens it again like it's a prank. Yeah. She's like, see, what's the big deal? Yeah. And then Popov just fucking runs into the room like he's got hunched the, over. He's got the, the cup with the Yahtzee dice in it and just goes, let's make it. Perfect family night. Let's make it a perfect family night. Shaking those dice around. <laughs> Love, pop, pop. The brother and sister say, okay, cool. Um, we're going to go film some more stuff outside the house, though, for the documentary. They go outside and they... They see Stacy hanging from a tree. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I, I, I mentioned earlier in my notes that this whole house looks like a Blumhouse kind of <laughs> real estate, you know... Like there's all these trees. trees. I know. I I was joking to you while we were watching it, and like this is such a Blumhouse movie because someone looks like they could have been hanged from one of those trees, and sure enough, yep, there someone is, and it's Stacy. And so they go back inside, and they all sit down and play the craziest game of Yahtzee. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Pop Pop's getting all pissed about it. Calls himself a Yahtzee master. And then Nana <laughs> says, "You're not a Yahtzee master. That takes ten years." <laughs> and then fucking. 
Pop-Bob shits himself. There's yeah. just like a big growl and he's just like just stone face stands up, gets up and leaves. Yep. And Yahtzee. Dude, no, the best Yahtzee moment <laughs> is while he leaves, mm-hmm. Nana is just going to town on these cookies and she's shoving them in her mouth and she's like, <laughs> and she's just eating them. And then she, it's like, it's such good physical acting so from this funny. woman who's just and like scary, shoving cookies. Funny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that perfect balance. And her mouth's full of cookies. She grabs the dice like mechanically rolls them and then just like leans into the camera which is on the table and just like it's incredible Fuck, it's so good it's probably my favorite moment from the movie yeah this whole board game scene is extremely good i loved it the sister now goes down to the basement um i forget what excuse she uses to leave i think she oh she says her battery died the camera battery that's died. right this is when the sister in the basement finds a picture. She finds a bunch of pictures of her real grandparents and some jumpsuits from a mental hospital and then her grandparents' bodies, which yep. we were expecting, but it's there still, yeah. They kept telling us you were so great. How are you going to visit? How are you going to be a family? That was a bad thing they did. They knew Claire had put her two children in those suitcases in the pond. She deserved this week as a grandma. He takes Becca upstairs. Becca is locked in her room, which is on the top floor of the house. Then Pop Pop is in the kitchen with T Diamond and just he he takes off his dirty diaper. I don't know if this was a another diaper that or if he just never changed the old dirty diaper. I think he maybe just never changed. Just walking around. Yeah, I think so. He takes off his dirty diaper and then He's holding it and then leans over and whispers, I never liked you to T-Diamond. Because T-Diamond's frozen. Yeah. He's like standing there frozen like the peewee yeah. football game. Yep. Yeah, he said, I never liked you to yeah. T-Diamond, which hurts. He loved that rap. He mm-hmm. he purportedly really liked that ma- that rap. Yeah. And then Pop Pop rubs that dirty diaper all over T-Diamond's face. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That's the moment. <laughs> That's what happens. I just wasn't expecting there to be like shit stuff in this. Yeah. And there's a lot of it. Shit to the face. There's so much poop getting rubbed around on this kid's face. And I, um, again, another moment where I think, yeah, I love this movie. It was pretty great. It, It is. That is some crazy, crazy stuff. Nana is is in the sister's room like she it's creepy this looks like the end of wreck or some shit yeah <laughs> and Nana's running around in there on all fours and um god there's a lot of stuff going yeah, on yeah they just get into here. a fight yeah and Becca uh, stabs Nana with a mirror shard yeah which is relevant to her whole thing about not looking into mirrors oh so both her stories come into play here i see diamond froze like he did and you know yeah pom pop is also just monologuing to the camera and then he's still just (laughs) rubbing that shit all over that kid's face then so after becca comes down from upstairs yeah so nana's dead now. nana's dead stab nana to death becca tackles grandpa and then tyler they get him on the ground, and Tyler, I'm sorry, T Diamond. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking goes crazy. Yeah. And T Diamond is slamming Pop Pop's head in the fridge over and over and again, and he's yelling "football, please" out yeah, loud, it's which is this is this is the payoff that I loved because it's so batshit. Mm-hmm. And then he yells, "Any and other crazy, crazy bitch ass fucking, fucking people, people here? here? Any other crazy bitch ass fucking people?" 
I'll take the awkward interview in the middle of this to Definitely. get this ending because Worth it's it. so wild. And they run outside. The police show up. Mom shows up. Her babies <laughs> smell like shit. Yeah, no comment on that. No, she's I don't, think, them I don't think she cares. Yeah, she's giving them all, both kisses and they both probably got pop pop poop, duty all poop, over poop. them. Poop poops. <laughs> poop, all poops. over them. And then there's one last interview with mom where she actually does talk about her mom and dad and what really happened. And apparently the day that she left, she got so angry she hit her mom and then the dad hit her. And it was just, they stood there in shock and then she left. And that moment was just too much for any of them to get over and, and deal with. And she she kind of reconciles that she she should have never needed her daughter to try and get that forgiveness for her because she could have gotten that herself the whole time. Like, yeah, because her parents had reached out they to They had tried to reach out, and she she realizes she could have, you know, reached back whenever. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I liked this ending, I thought. Yeah, because then Becca, like, internalizes that message and uses footage of her own dad. She puts the in end. the footage of she her. Like, the very last thing is the footage of her dad. Well, it's not the kids. very last thing. Not the very last <laughs> thing. Then there's after the, <laughs> the footage of the dad and the kids when they're little, there's a little um, title card that says my brother insisted that I put this in here. And then it cuts to the it's the credits of the movie rolling over T-Diamond rapping. And it's a long, unbroken take. It is. It's a very long rapping, take. So yeah. Props to him. Yeah. For doing it. That's the visit. That's the visit. I, I liked this. I one. had a lot of fun. I, I uh, This weekend, I watched a lot of movies because I was we also watched doing a Patreon bunch reviews. Of stuff, yeah. This one was probably my favorite. Mm, okay. Because I watched, what what did we watch? Autopsy of Jane Doe Hellfest and Hellfest. And... Uh, I feel like there was maybe another one in there somewhere. But this mm-hmm. one, I think, was, you know, I had the most in, uh, enjoyable time watching it. Yeah. I, I think so too. Yeah, let us know what you thought about the visit because I feel like this movie probably has a variety of opinions about it. So I yeah, I want to hear what you thought. Mm-hmm. But we'll have another episode for you next week. In the meantime, you can find Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at Carebeck. That's C R E B E C C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, DeadMeatStore.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, until then, I'm James. I'm Chelsea. This has been the Debbie Podcast.